Hey out there to all people and camp counselors. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who starts every morning with a mouthful of crickets, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. I'm just munching my crickets. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, actually, you know what? I do intermittent fasting, so I don't have my crickets until about 1 p.m., but uh, they're still good. That must be torture, knowing that you can't have your crickets. <laughs> they're just there chirping and shit, and I'm like, soon, my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now, we'll be together. How are you doing today, Brandon? <laughs> I'm doing all right. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. How was your week? Uh, my week was all right. It went by really quick, which is like, I don't know, a grace of God or something. Um. Dude, I think I have like an earache or something though. I I went oh, swimming. Oh, excellent! I uh, went swimming and I think I might have gotten water in my ear. And you know what? Now that I'm saying this, I think this might be like the old manist thing I'm going to complain about this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I got water in my ear, and I think it might be like upsetting my life a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old water ear. Dude, yeah. Like now that I'm old, I I jump in a pool and then like instantly my ears just are like, I'll take the water. I want it, and I just. I just <laughs> It's the worst. I don't get it. I'm going to probably have to bite earplugs or something like an old-ass man. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to have one of those nose clips, and you'll have to God. get the bathing cap. And It's the worst. Well, I don't need the bathing cap. because The old-timey just... striped bathing suit? I just shaved my head. Not not completely bald, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to cut through the water like butter now when I'm swimming. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm basically an Olympic Aerodynamic. athlete. Aerodynamic. <laughs> that was the only thing holding you back, I think. Yeah, it was the hair. And now that it's gone, I'm, I mean, like, watch out, Michael Phelps, if you're still doing that. Your potential has been unleashed. Yeah. So I am ready for summer. (laughs) Bring it on. How's your week, Brandon? Well, my wife, you know, every once in a while, she's out at the shops. She's shopping. And she'll, she'll, she sees something that she thinks, you know what? Brandon might like this. And she gets it for me. And that's very nice. Yeah, definitely. Um. This week, she saw some flavored sodas in the import store. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm a man who drinks some soda, or pop, as I call it. Yeah, soda pop. So, there's lots of flavors there. And she got some that she thought, you know, I would like because I like those things. These these are kind of novelty drinks. Now, are you the kind of person that, like, sees a new flavor and has to try it? Or are you kind of like, well, if it's there, I'll have it? If it's there, I'll give it a try. But I'm not seeking out these crazy things. So (laughs) she got me a key lime pie soda because I like lime and pie. That makes sense. Yeah. She got me a pumpkin pie soda because I like pumpkin pie. And finally, she got me a ranch dressing soda because I like ranch dressing. Right, because you just chug ranch dressing. (laughs) I like ranch dressing on things, and I like soda, so, you know, why wouldn't I love this? Why? Why? Who? Okay, where were these imported from? This isn't anything that I've ever seen in America, so... Well, I'll tell you, Cortland, because I am holding the bottle in my hand this very moment. Have you already taken a sip? No, I'm going to take a sip live on the air. Okay. It just says product of the USA. That's lies. Blasphemy, Brandon. We would never <laughs> on, make... Where is, this, where is this company? Fizzy mayonnaise water. <laughs> uh, bottled by the Rocket Fizz Soda Pop and Candy no, Shop. Uh, that's not a thing. They don't exist. Nevada. It's from Nevada. They, oh. they take responsibility for this. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's uh, yellow bell peppers and what? tomatoes on the front. A big old bowl of ranch dressing, and it says, y'all get your fixins. Oh my god, that is so you. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't imagine any scenario in which this doesn't taste like mayonnaise mixed into Sprite. Yep. That's what it looks like. That's what I expect. Ranch dressing is mostly mayonnaise. (laughs) I'm going to give this a try right now. Okay. My god, have mercy on your soul, Brandon. It smells like feet. Okay, nice. All right. Yeah, okay. It smells like ranch dressing. All right. So I'm going to guzzle some ranch right now. I'm going to give God, it a sip. That's, that's the most disgusting thing you've ever said. Oh, fuck. Is it gross or you love it? <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. It tastes like uh, sugary ranch dressing. Get the fuck out of here, Brandon. Who would make this? Nevada? <sighs> Nevada. 
This is Nevada's fault. <laughs> That's disgusting, Brandon. Oh, I, I don't want you to why? take any more drinks out of that. No, I'm not going to. Okay, good. How much did she pay for it? It wasn't like 20 bucks, was it? I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. Shouldn't get you like a six packs of that thing? <laughs> no, that I would. then I would feel like I have to drink them all. Yeah, you would. <laughs> but no, that's it. I will discreetly pour this down the toilet. Until she listens to this episode and she's like, I wonder what Brandon thought about that delicious ranch soda. <laughs> well, it's too late by then. It's gone. All right. Well, that was an adventure. I'm going to I'm going to take a drink to wash that out of my mouth because I was clever enough to get another drink. Good job, Brandon. Oh, oh God. Okay. It's still there. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about some goosebumps? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about goosebumps. All right. Let's talk about Welcome to Camp Nightmare Part One. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to have a two-parter again so quickly, but um, yeah, here we are. Yes. What did you think of this episode, Cortland? Mm, there's a lot that I didn't like about it, but I think that's just because I have a kid and, like, neglecting of children really bugs the shit out of me. But, like, it was good. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, and I think that's the point. It's weird, yes. I, feel, I, I just said, like, last episode how weird... Uh no, it was it was in uh, Haunted Mass Part Two how weird uh the kids were when they were dancing in the cemetery and shit. I feel like that's just like the vibe I'm getting from Goosebumps is it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it is like that. It's entertaining though, so I like it. Well, yeah, it's Goosebumps, baby. Arl Stein, just uh, I don't know. He he's a bit weird. Brandon, you want to know what I thought about this episode? I think it was basically final destination for kids <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> or final destination was welcome to camp nightmare for Adults. teenagers yeah teenagers yeah yep uh legends have it that whoever directed uh, final destination or wrote it or whatever he took inspiration from welcome to camp nightmare yeah that's what i hear and speaking of directors mm-hmm. did you happen to catch who directed this i did you know, this whole episode is just like, are you afraid of the dark again, though? I mean, it's got lots of actors, the director. I mean. Yeah. This is directed by our old pal, Ron Oil. Yes. Ron Oliver. Ron Oliver. He's been on our show before. So if you haven't listened to our interview with Ron Oliver, who directed this episode and a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, uh, check it out. A lot of fun. We had a great time talking with him. Yeah. This, uh. It has a little bit of a different vibe from his Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, but, I mean, he's more contained by, you know, the story. It is what it is. Yeah. I think that, um, just overall, the Goosebumps versus Are You Afraid of the Dark vibe is, like, yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark had those silly episodes, but overall it had, like, a a little darker of a tone than Goosebumps has to me. Even though kids die in this episode, or presumably anyway, um... It's still, like, got that goofiness about it, and it's got that Ron Oliver charm that the Ron Oliver episodes from Goosebumps had. Mm-hmm. It's just a little more, um, I don't want to say subtle, but it's just a little bit more, like, um, other Goosebumps episodes already have, like, that charm. So, it's kind of, like, harder to distinguish, I guess. Yeah, Goosebumps has a vibe. And I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Well, let's talk about the episode in depth. Okay, let's do it. Alright. So the episode opens up with a school bus driving down the road. We get another creeper cam shot of it driving through the woods. I feel like almost every episode has started this way or has included shots like this. The first yeah. person, like, it does shot. Yeah. It like, I, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it kind of like go slow motion a little bit or like cut frames or something while we're in first person like that? Yeah, I think so. It's and just the, there's sounds like it's the predator or something watching. Like it's like want some candy? Yeah. Not really, but that would be cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, Predator Two, good movie. Yeah, fantastic movie. The music is already very tense. Like from the very first ten seconds of this episode, you know something is just a little bit off. The bus stops suddenly, and we see the words Camp Night Moon on the side as children pile out. The children, who all appear to be in the 13 or 14 range, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they look around wondering where the hell this camp is. 
Now the bus driver, a portly man in a loudly patterned shirt and captain's hat, Dude. goes to the back of the bus and just starts throwing their shit all over the ground. It's so great. <laughs> I loved it. Like, I feel like, I don't know if um, Billy Madison was out by now, but like, it just kind of reminded me of the bus driver in that, which was Chris Farley. Yeah. I think they were going for the Chris Farley vibe, and I think they nailed it, and I think it was awesome. I it's don't know great. what the fuck is going on. He's just throwing all their shit in the road. <laughs> just wordlessly. Yeah. All the kids are just like, what are you doing? Yeah. The kids this... ask him questions like, where are we? And why are you messing with our shit? And he doesn't answer any of them. He's just whipping their garbage onto the fucking road. He doesn't give it. He doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> Not his job. I don't know how they portray that in the book, but, like, it's fantastic. <laughs> Someone says, we're in the middle of nowhere. And another kid says, Camp Nowhere. Oh, my God. Uh, Cortland, did you ever see that movie, Camp Nowhere? No, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Really? Yeah. It's a Christopher Lloyd movie. No. Summer Camp. I don't think I have. It was it was okay, but it's no heavyweights. I was just going to say, I've seen heavyweights. <laughs> Let me look it up. Maybe I have. Uh, No, I don't think I've seen this. Man, that looks 90 as fuck, though, dude. It is. I like Summer Camp movies. I do. I like Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I've never, I've never been to summer camp. I actually have been to summer camp a couple of times when I was a kid. That's cool. It was fun. I'm it, jealous. You want to know the best part though? It was like right around when Pokemon was super popular. So like everybody was playing Pokemon blue and red. It was great. We would all argue about which Pokemon was best and like argue how to say the po- Pokemon names because <laughs> that's what you did as a kid. It was great. Yeah. Before the anime like came out and was like, this is how you say it. You would just have to make it up. The great Gyarados versus Gyarados versus Pidgeot versus Pidgeot. I don't even remember any other ones. doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you remember the Peekaboo rumors? Oh, I remember them all. The Diamond Dax. It's going to evolve on, from <laughs> Onyx, which is a badass name. And we got Steelix, so whatever. Yeah. So the kid who makes the Camp Nowhere joke, did you recognize him? I can't imagine that you couldn't. I recognized... Um, both children that were from Are You Afraid of the Dark? But yeah, uh, I could I I know that big ass mouth anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is played by Benjamin Plenner. Yeah. Who played Jake from Jake and the Leprechaun and Justin from Highway 13. Two Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Yeah, I didn't remember his name from Highway 13, but like that didn't matter. Um, I don't know what his name is in this episode, though. <laughs> I don't think they ever his say it. His name is Roger, I believe. Okay, maybe they say it one time, but I'm just like, yeah, Big Mouth. <laughs> yeah, they they barely say any of the names. The problem that... This is the first episode that has this classic Are You Afraid of the Dark problem, where there's like a hundred kids. There's there's probably like yes. a group of six kids or something there that it focuses on. There's way too many kids. And, Especially right now, before they split the kids up. Right, right. And, and they probably... Like, I know they name most of them, but I'm pretty sure there's at least one kid that I I didn't even know the name of. This, is, this well, was the tale of the They all have names. Again. Yeah, they do. They do. So the kids keep asking the bus driver questions that he ignores as he finishes throwing the last of the stuff on the ground. He walks back to the front of the bus, and the bad boy of the group mm-hmm. asks if somebody is coming to get them. Yeah, this kid. But that bus driver gets into that bus, and he just goes the best part is like the kids have to move their shit around like they have to move it out of the way because he takes the bus and he drives it right by like over where he threw all of the shit so like yeah. he wouldn't he doesn't give a shit like if the kids didn't move their stuff he would have just ran it over yeah he doesn't just drive away like he he would have ran them over if they didn't move it's, it's pretty great i love it a girl who's played by carrie duff who played Nikki on Tale of the Night Nurse, says, I can't believe he just took off. They all agree that that shit was whack, but one kid says, no one is ever going to find us here. And then another kid calls the first one a baby for some reason. Yeah, I mean, except for their parents that know exactly where they are, right? I mean, they sent them to Camp Night Moon, I would right? think so. Okay. But Billy, our protagonist, tells everybody to keep cool. Yes. And Billy is like king of the kids. He's pretty great. Agree? I like Billy a lot. He just instantly takes charge of literally every situation. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I'd be like, yes, Billy. You know. 
<laughs> yes, Billy. <laughs> Whatever you say, Billy. Yes, Robert. <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> no, is it William? Yes, William. Billiam. Billiam. <laughs> it's Billiam. <laughs> and I'm sure you recognized who played Billy. Yep, I did. He's Kai Eric Erickson. Yeah. Like, who played Zeke from Tale of the Dead Man's Float. I remember I looked him up on IMDb because I knew I knew who it was. And I was like, oh yeah, his name's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a choice mm. to to go with that name in acting, but you know what? He he's been in a decent amount of things. Yeah. He's good. I like him a lot. I liked him in this episode. I loved him in uh, Dead Man's Float. He's great. Yeah, he's a solid actor. Suddenly, there's a loud roar from the woods behind them, and they all turn to look. We see something running in the woods, but can't quite make out what it is. Yeah. Then there's a sound from behind them again, and they all look the other way. <laughs> King kids. Billy, with his chain wallet, is totally unfazed by all of this. He very calmly tells the group not to run and stay together while he investigates. Yeah. We see some kind of wolf monster... <laughs> looking thing half obscured by leaves the kids all scream and we cut to commercial so they're gonna show us the monster in the first like two minutes already yes i don't know what this is wild Cortland. i don't know why like obviously there's gonna be some sort of big twist um but i don't know what it is yet and i'm invested like i know we're like i'm talking like this is the end of the episode but it's (laughs) first fucking minute or (laughs) whatever that's the craziest thing And when we come back from commercial, the kids are still looking at the beast. Yeah. And then there's a huge explosion. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Keep in mind, folks, that we are only three minutes into this episode. What is this? We've seen the monster. Like, we set up this mystery. They're dropped off. Their shit is thrown all over. They're almost run over. We see the monster of the episode. And then there's a giant explosion. It's like a fucking atomic bomb explosion for some reason. That is the most efficient use of airtime ever. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know how this is two-parter. Like, <laughs> it could be like, like before the first commercial, you see everything you need to see. Yeah, it's a, just a sped up episode. There's the monster, <laughs> boom, it's exploded. I don't know. It's like one of our episodes in 60 seconds. Yeah, don't it just need did to it do for us. For this one. Yeah. <laughs> Now we pan over to a young Wilford Brimley-looking dude holding the tiniest, cutest-looking gun I've ever seen. Yeah, like... Latest technology. He says. I I feel like this is kind of like a Men in Black situation where, like, you know, the tiny gun explodes or whatever. The noisy cricket. Yeah, but, um, man, Wilford... It's not Wilford Brimley, but you're right. He does look (laughs) like Wilford Brimley. And they showed a gun on Goosebumps. I didn't think it was going to... Like, it, it... it is prominently featured in the shot, and I was just like, holy shit, this is a kid's show. <laughs> it's a gun. Yeah, it's like a Western-style shot where it, like, tracks from the gun to his face. Yeah, it's all smoking and shit. I was just like, hot damn, Ron Oliver, what are you doing? Yeah. He's not using baseball bats in these woods. <laughs> this guy greets the kids and says his name is Uncle Al. The kids are all, Uncle Uncle, Al. what the fuck? But he says he's the camp director. He apologizes for the hideous monster and the massive fireball, as if that's a thing that just happens. (laughs) You're right, right. (laughs) The kids ask just who that beast was, and Uncle Diabetes says it's not a who, it's an it, and its name is Saber. But just stay on the trails and you won't be brutally murdered. Yeah, right, okay. (laughs) He switches his tone and says, come on, we've got a mile of walking. Ugh. Yeah, the kids hate yeah, that. that's what they say. Oh, my God. Like, I get it. I hate mile walks, too. I hated mile runs when I was a kid, but, like, it's not that far. Um, Man, this whole situation really fucking sucks for these kids, because they just, like, got abandoned. Other shit thrown all over the place. A monster exploded in front of them, and then this old-ass fucking chunky dude is like, First squad a mile, hey, kids! Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, as a viewer, it's like, wow, this is action-packed, but as... A person in their shoes. This would suck a lot. The worst, yes. Uncle Al is played by Chris Benson. Mm -hmm. Chris, who sadly passed in 2019, Mm -hmm. had a 25-year career in acting, having roles in everything from Alfred Hitchcock Presents, of course, Mm -hmm. Resident Evil Apocalypse, and (laughs) The Santa Claus. 
Wow. Uh, a delightful little movie. What a what a range. What a range. Um, who was he in Santa Claus? Was he one of the cops? He played a fireman, I believe. Oh, okay. Rest in peace, Uncle Al. You were a great actor, gotta say. Yeah, he does good in this. He's a delight. Like, he's uh, he's not good. He's not quite like he's a good. Vink, but uh, he's great. I like him. Yeah. Now we see Billy and a young woman walking together. She asks him if this is his first time at camp. He says, yeah, his parents go out of town a lot, so he usually spends time with relatives. Leprechaun Jake, whose name is Roger in the story, okay. opens his enormous mouth to quip, what are they, bank robbers? Uh, Nobody but him is amused by this. Billy just explains, nah, they're scientists, they go on field trips. This is just kind of what Roger does. Like He just makes these really horrible jokes and nobody laughs at them. Yeah. It's kind of All of these kids have a role to play, and his is the jokester. I feel like parents going away on scientific trips, just... This isn't the first time we've seen that. Maybe his parents are with Amanda's parents from Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Yeah, they're checking out Inuit statues, dog. Inuit sons statues. <laughs> it took me a long time, but they're not English statues. If you're listening to our, <laughs> like, what, third episode? I was stupid back then. Yeah. I'm... Much more intelligent. Inuit stone carvings. Yeah. The girl, whose name is Dawn, says, Dawn. Well, my parents checked out lots of camps, and Night Moon is supposed to be the best. How do you even check out camps back then before the internet? Pamphlets. Um, trifolded pamphlets, I think. Yeah. Word All of, of them mouth. just are like, our camp is great. And you're like, well, it says it right here, honey. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. You go to like a rest stop somewhere and they just have all these pamphlets for places you can visit. And there's the section for uh, weekly children summer camps or something. And I don't know. You just pick it up. You say, hey, Dawn, look at this. This is where you're going. And she says, no, please, I don't want it. And you say, too bad. It's a fat camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The kids continue marching to music that sounds like the Mickey Mouse Club theme, but isn't. When someone runs up and blasts a whistle at them. Yeah. Uncle Al shouts that this is Martha. All the girls follow her to your cabins. Martha, just like, woof. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though. You're right. The boys stay with Uncle Al and continue their hike. They finally reach the camp, and it is just gorgeous, Cortland. Yeah. I don't remember. What? What a beautiful campground. The lovely little lake and little bridge over water. I just, I thought it was so nice. Yeah, you're right. It is really nice looking. That that water looks great. Um, yeah. I hope nothing bad happens here. I don't think anything will. I mean, it's called Night Moon, not Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Al then recites a few rules of the camp. All right. Okay, so here's the rules, Cortland. So this is Gremlins now. Yes. <laughs> Number one, no eating after midnight. No. Number one, no leaving your bunks at night and sneaking out anywhere. Right. That's pretty standard stuff, I think. Nothing weird so far. Yeah, I never did that at summer camp. Two, the girls' camp is completely out of bounds. Girls are not part of this program. That's classic. Now I feel like that's kind of just rewording rule number one. I mean, kind of, yeah. Rule three. Lights out at nine. Wake up at six. Nine o'clock. Okay, let's get a... It's summer. I don't remember... I don't know how Australian summers work, but, like, you're on the east coast of the United States. It is not even dark at nine o'clock during the summer. So... Yeah. Bullshit. It's... It's lights out at nine, but you know these kids are going to be up talking for four hours. Maybe. Be like, I need my eight hours. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and the my last rule. rule. And maybe the most important one of all. You write home to your parents every day. Every day. That's a weird one. He stresses that. Yeah. That that one is weird. It makes you think. It makes you wonder uh, if these kids are going to make it back home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing on the pamphlet that, like, Dawn's parents saw that and were like... Let's send her to this one. She's going to write us every day. Every single day. I don't know how it's going to get to her. She but... has to, or they'll whip her. <laughs> They're going to whip her anyway, though, Brandon, I think. Yeah, probably. Uncle Al says, that's it. Follow those rules, and you'll have the best time of your lives. 
Okay, I don't know how he knows that, but sure. Just follow the rules, Cortland. Very presumptuous Even though, like, of you, Even like, three-fourths of the rules are just stay in your bed at night. <laughs> they are, yeah. All the kids are like, all right. But Billy is just wondering what that forbidden-looking bunk off to the side is. Dude, what the Uncle fuck? Uncle Al says that's the forbidden bunk. Why is that a thing? Why? What is... It's a, uh, it's a dilapidated bunk. Why would they keep that? It's forbidden. Don't get it. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out someday. Uh, probably. probably. That's part not. two. That's, that's part... <laughs> that's future me's problem. <laughs> You're just going to be left on your toes for a week, wondering what what it is that's fine billy is just full of questions and wants to know why it's forbidden uncle al snaps back saying because it's forbidden so stay clear it's like dude you brought them right to it yeah like walking in front of it like giving it time on screen like you just have this forbidden camp like i don't i don't know like well the summer camp i went to didn't have a forbidden cabin but like hey whatever yeah he didn't just like walk them up to it and then say, and this is the forbidden camp, don't go here. Like, that wasn't part he of the was rules. even surprised that someone brought it up, <laughs> even though they're standing right in front of it. I don't get it, but whatever. They walk past the cabin, but Billy takes a long look at it, so you know that it's not the end of this. Nah, it's probably going to be a part of the twist, but I don't know what it could be yet. So, let's let's meet some of these boys, because now, now we've got our gang. Yeah. Of actually important characters. Yeah, so, like, they were still in a big group, but, like, it focuses more in on, like, six of them or something like that. So, yeah, let's meet them. Yeah. So, we've got Jay, who's the sporty one, because he's always carrying around a baseball bat. He's played by Jeffrey Akuma. He was in a few other things, including a role in Phantom of the Megaplex and an episode of Erie, Indiana. Phantom of the Megaplex, that's another Goosebumps one, right? No, wait. Phantom of the Megaplex is a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, right, it's got Nick, Mickey Rooney in it. Yeah. I love that show. Lo- I love that I movie. haven't seen it in at least like 20, 25 years or whatever, but yeah. It's a solid one. Now, Ken Mundy plays Colin, who's the bad boy I mentioned earlier. He's yeah. got sunglasses and a bandana, yeah, and he wears cool all guy. black. Uh, his resume includes literally nothing else. Aww. This is it. Okay. I think he's all right. He's, he's yeah, not bad. He's, he does good. But, nope, nothing more for him. David Romel plays Mike, who's the whiny one. He was actually in a handful of stuff. Okay. Uh, he plays two different characters in the TV series Wind at My Back, which sure. I've seen in a few other actors' IMDb pages, so that must be a Canadian thing. Yeah, I think so. And an episode of the new Ghost Rider Mysteries. Uh, yeah, um, I've never seen Ghost Riders, so never mind. Fucking whatever. But this also isn't the last time we'll see him on this show. Oh, perfect. Um, is Ghost Rider Mysteries kind of like an anthology horror too, or is it more like the group of kids just kind of do whatever? I don't know. I think it's the group of kids do whatever, but okay. I can't say that for sure. I mean, it's got the word ghost in it, so I don't even know if it's a spooky thing or not. It's just like a ghost that writes some story. I don't know. Papa Beaver <laughs> story time? I don't know. We'll just have to watch it. Uh, All. Whole series. We'll see. 25 seasons. Oh, God. No, I don't actually know. Let's get off of this Ghost Rider Mysteries until the next kid pops up and he's in it, too. (laughs) No, the last kid is just Roger, as I mentioned, the jokester. Okay. He's played by that one guy we already talked about. He doesn't get more screen time. At the cabin, the kids all claim their bunks. Billy notices some writing next to his that says, Saber is hungry. He says, Hey, who's this Saber? It's so... (laughs) I got a couple of questions here, Brandon. And and shoot. Okay, so my uh, what's the main Billy? Billy gets on the top bunk, and it's just like this saber is hungry, written in like blood, or yeah. red anyway. Didn't didn't Uncle Al say that the beast's name was Saber? Or did I? He absolutely did, which is okay. why I thought this was so funny. Okay, I thought that I thought that. I feel like that's something that would stick in your memory, like this vicious beast that. Exploded! You know, he fucking exploded! Is out there <laughs> and being shot at with bombs. <laughs> and he's like, it's name is Saber. And then five minutes later, you're like, Saber is hungry. And you're like, who the fuck this? So if you were in this situation, Brandon, <laughs> would you pick a top bunk or a bottom bunk? Um, I'm a top. I would pick the bottom bunk. <laughs> I'm lazy, man. I don't want to get up <laughs> well, on the top bunk. things would work out well with us, I guess. Yeah. I think... Uh, no fights. 
I went to summer camp three years, and of those three years, I think the first year I took a top bunk, and I was like, never again. So. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your Uncle Al. I'm going to keep this interlude a bit short this week, but I do want to thank you all for listening into our show. If you're looking for some more laughs and content from us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more rewards, so check it out today. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, Veniswitch, and Kristen. The Silver Goth Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Geraldine, Brittany, Aaron, and Shelly. The Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela. And the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. Our Patreon-exclusive giveaway will begin next week, so stay tuned. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make a lot of content, including GIFs, memes, videos, and so much more for every episode. Tune into our live watch parties every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I don't have a promo to share with you guys this week, but I do have more collaborations in the works. Thank you again for listening in, everyone, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye! Ben Collin says... Nobody knows much about it, but... I heard he got two kids last summer. Yeah, what the fuck? You're joking, right? <laughs> yeah. Billy is trying to work it over in his brain how this camp is losing multiple kids to a wild beast and still manages to stay open. Yes. When Mike, another one of the boys, starts screaming and holding his hand. Roger makes another lame-ass joke, which I will not repeat here. But Mike is still screaming. Like, for real. Like, for real screaming. Mike yells that he's been bitten. And we see the cause of all this commotion, and it's a full-sized ball python. Yeah, what the A species fuck? of snake, which is not native to Canada, I'll add. Mm-hmm. King Billy thinks fast and wraps that snake up in a sheet and yeets that motherfucker out the window. Oh my god, he does too. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's great. Yeah, he just gets shit done. He does, yeah. Mike keeps panicking, asking if his Billy will take him to the doctor. As they get ready to walk out the door, some asshole-ish looking gentleman barges in and demands to know who threw that sheet out the window. They got the, like, most... Oh my god. Like, the worst kid. I don't know. I want to fucking punch this guy every time he's on screen. (laughs) But he's he's so good in the role. He's... So... I have to bring up, like, the tale of the Manaha, because it kind of gives me the vibes of that episode a little bit, just because of the setting. Yeah. I can't remember the counselor's name in Manaha that was screaming, you know, Oscar Butts! He is, like, not as extreme as that guy. He's just way more smug and annoying. What I'm trying to say is I really hate this kid. Yeah. He's not good, but I like him. Hate him. I don't... Mm-mm. <laughs> like, the kid that... Like, the actor themselves great job this kid though fucking sucks i like him in a similar way to beth from are you afraid of the dark like he's not in the same tier but he's just such a shit eater that i'm just like (laughs) wow so he's like diet dr beth (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i'll drink i'll drink a diet dr beth who who was the other character that was diet dr beth (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> I don't know. I know what you're talking about, and I remember us having that conversation, but I can't remember who it was. I can't remember either. That's okay. Fucking diet, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy demands to know who threw that sheet out the window, and Jay narks on Billy instantly. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he did it. <laughs> now the asshole who identifies himself as the counselor, Larry says that that was a perfectly good sheet. Mm. They try to show him the snake bite, and he says, Ugh, get that shit out of my face, I just ate. Right. Weird. What the fuck is going on? I love that that's his reaction. (laughs) That's so ridiculous, dude. This kid just got bit by a python, and he's like, Ugh, get that fucking shit out of here. (laughs) It looks gross. This kid's sitting there dying. (laughs) (laughs) He continues dying for a while, but look at him. Slow and drawn out thing. (laughs) Larry continues telling the kids that maybe he has a bandage or whatever. 
Billy finds this unacceptable because they've got to get the poison out somehow. Despite the fact that pythons aren't venomous. But whatever. That's okay. All snakes are poisonous when you're a kid, so... Right. Larry gives the shittiest little scowl and is all, You think you know more than me? Yeah, what the fuck? But Mike just wants to see the nurse. Larry says, What nurse? Like, it's the most absurd idea he's ever heard of. (laughs) Right. He throws them some bandages and calls it a day. Paul Brogan plays Larry. He's credited as Burger Customer in Half-Baked, okay. and he plays a roadie in both Detroit Rock City and an episode of Wind at My Back. Wow, okay. Uh, is that all he's done? He's in a few more things, but not much. Okay, all right. Uh, that's, that's the a, highlights, Corlin. I know I, I said I hated this guy, and I do, but uh, he did a good job as an actor, so... Yeah, I kind of expected he did his job. I feel like, like maybe he's just a type or has that kind of face but i thought i've like when i seen this guy i was like oh that's that guy that i've seen in a bunch of things but when i looked up his imdb it was like nope he hasn't been in much Hmm. so okay all right we cut to later on at a campfire and uncle al is leading the group in song Cortland, you might have to help me out here because i tried to transcribe the lyrics to the song but there's one part of it that i I could not hear no matter how many times I rewound it. I'm going to, I'll grab this scene. I'm going to post it on Instagram. So give us a follow, Private Island Presents. And you, know, you can check it out because I don't know what they said. I don't know how all these kids know this song along with him. I don't know. I well, don't They barely it. do because <laughs> Uncle Al is singing it and everyone else is just kind of half acidly like, eh, yeah. I mean, that's more than what I would Which makes do. it harder to figure out what he says. Well, we'll figure it out together. But here's, here's what I've figured out night moon oh night moon our hearts are full of pride night moon oh night moon <laughs> cuddlers and whiners are not welcome here what <laughs> night moons for big guys there is no place for fear oh okay um, so it's a song about toxic masculinity yeah that's <laughs> that's fine. Why can't coddlers and toddlers or whatever go? <laughs> because it's for big boys, not people who complain about being almost murdered by wild animals. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed there. I'd be complaining so fucking much, Brandon. Oh, my like, you God. Know I would be bitching. If I did not have a scone in the morning, I would flip. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they repeat the song twice, even, and I could not hear that line that I can't figure out both times so instead of making this a one-part episode they decided to extend the singing scene (laughs) (laughs) right you need it as the kids are singing along we see some more creeper cam of something growling and watching the campers Mm. billy breaks away from the group to check up on mike who is leaning against a tree as if he is seconds away from dying (laughs) poor mike (laughs) (laughs) he is seriously like (sighs) (sighs) And he's just ignored. One of his eyes is already glazed over. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Al notices Billy and blasts his whistle at him. He was talking during the camp song, which is not allowed. But it wasn't, you know, included in the list of rules earlier. Yeah, he wouldn't know. (laughs) Al bends down and grabs Mike's arm. Mike says, ow. And Al is all, that's good. You still have feeling in it. Mike is like, yeah, I know, but it hurts. Yeah. And without even looking under the bandage or anything, Al is like, this is nothing to worry about. I can tell. And he tells Mike it will all be better by morning, which Mike seems to buy. Do you trust Al's medical? No, I don't trust Al at all. Knowledge here. <laughs> Mike is sitting there dying. He's like, I can't feel half of my body. It's numb. And. <laughs> Uncle Al is just like, He looks at the outside of the bandage and goes, Nope, all good. Ship shape. He's like, well, that's weird. Larry didn't even tell me about it. Oh, well. And it's just like, this is the part of the episode where I just can't stand it. Because uh, child abuse is like uh, one of my least favorite things in the whole fucking world. So I hate seeing it. Like, I know that this is just a TV show or whatever. But, like, there's people out there that would do this to a kid. 
I mean, you could look up stories about, like, people leaving their children in fucking car seats and all that non... Like, I can't even yeah. talk about it because it gets me really upset. So It's bad. Yeah, like... And if, if Catherine Long was in this episode, she would have, like, demanded that a spider... I mean, she would have <laughs> demanded that a snake bites her for real. <laughs> so she would have been dying for real. Yeah, and this fucking Uncle Al would be all like, fuck off. <laughs> so... I appreciate this episode for what it did, but, like, this part just kind of pissed me off. Because I know that this is something that happens in real life, and I hate it. Yeah. It's scary, but in a different way. It's what happens when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. Ru- ruins everything. <laughs> Al stands up and says, I embarrassed Billy a minute ago by blasting my little whistle at him. <laughs> what the but fuck he is was this? Just... <laughs> he was just trying to bring this dude a hot dog. And that makes Billy a number one camper in my books tonight. Yeah, what the hell? What the fuck is So now this? he's officially been crowned. Yeah, he's he King actually Billy. is King Billy now. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to later that night, and the boys are walking through the woods with flashlights. Mike is lagging a little bit because he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very true. He's almost dead. He's on the brink of death. <laughs> They arrive at the Forbidden Bunk, which is the crappy, run-down little cabin, but it does have lights on it. Right. Lights on in the windows. Weird, right? Yeah. Very. Most of the boys agree that they've got to check that bad boy out. Billy is hesitant, not wanting to lose his number one camper trophy so soon. Right. I would be up Jay yeah. gives him the old chicken routine, buck, 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 and that's somehow still not enough to convince Billy. That's because this isn't Are You Afraid of the Dark, bro. We're not in Are You Afraid of the Dark no more. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's how you know. Yeah. But, I mean, he doesn't want to be left out, so he follows them anyway. So, this is all this, peer the pressure first night, right? gets him in the end. Yeah. This is all the first day and night. It is action-packed. The kid's <sighs> almost dead. The, the rest of them will be soon. Yeah. He got best camper. Explosion. Yeah. It's action-packed first day. It's crazy. They approach the cabin, and they are still being stalked in first person by, you know... Saber, Saber, I guess. Yeah. The thing starts to approach as they head inside, but they close the door at the last second. Are they going into the Forbidden Cabin, or are they going to their own? I can't remember. I thought they were going in the Forbidden Cabin when I was watching the episode. I think they're going But later on, own, they right? talk as if they're going to the Forbidden Cabin for the first time. Okay. I think that they're so, going into their own cabin. I think this is their own cabin. Alright. Um, now we get a clearer shot of the beast... Because it howls at the moon. Right, yeah, they just give us a shot of the beast. I don't know why. Like, a pretty clear shot. And it's either a puppet or an animatronic. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty scary looking. And I did when I was a kid as well. I liked it. I thought it was cool. It kind of reminded me of something out of, like, the labyrinth or something, you know? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what is it, Toka or Razar from the Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah. Which one's the hairy one? The one one that's not the turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh... It's now the morning, and Uncle Al is playing Reveille on a little bugle. (laughs) The kids all struggle to wake up, but number one Billy pops right up and with zero hesitation asks where Mike is. Yeah, he's ready for the day. He wants to check out Mike, make sure he's not dead, but Mike is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's bed is empty, and his stuff is missing from the dresser. Billy walks outside and calls his name. He's not there but the bandages from his arm are lying on the ground. Yeah. We hear the echo of Mike's voice saying, I want to see the nurse. It really hurts. Weird. Yeah. There's a rustle in the bushes and Billy investigates, calling Mike's name some more. Still hoping, I guess, that Mike just got out of bed in the middle of the night and crawled his way into the woods. <laughs> he wanted to, He's just looking to end it, man. He's in pain. <laughs> they didn't even give him an aspirin. No, he's been dying for so long. <laughs> Poor Mike. I mean, it's the first thing that fucking happened when they got there. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he had no fun. <laughs> he got to go on that hike. That's the only thing he got to do. <laughs> there's no one there, but when Billy turns around, there's a weird bald man staring right at him. Yeah, I literally forgot about this part. Yeah, we cut to commercial, but we're zoomed uncomfortably close to his face. When we return, he's still right up on us, not saying anything. Yeah. Billy asks who this man is, but he ignores it, instead telling Billy that him and his friends better get their asses down to the lodge. 
Billy just wants to talk to Larry about Mike, but this guy, who it keeps cutting back to with that same close-up, says that Larry sent him to get the boys. Yeah, we're not given any explanation on who this person is, and if you want no. like a visual interpretation of this guy, it reminded me of when Dana Carvey did a Master of Disguise, and he was in that turtle, well, turtle, turtle disguise, which I'm right. just going to say right now, I've never seen that movie, I never will, but I did But see everybody's the... seen the commercial. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at Dana Carvey being like, turtle, turtle. <laughs> But right up on his face, like yeah. seriously. Super zoomed in. <laughs> it is so close. And th this scene is pointless anyway. Yeah, like, totally this, pointless. None of this had to happen. Now we're at the lodge, and we see camp staff pouring what looks like uncooked dough into campers' bowls. <laughs> it's actually just sponge, so. <laughs> they wish. Sponge <laughs> actually sounded good, even though it looked gross. <laughs> I think it's just all oatmeal. Oatmeal is just the go-to. Yeah, because it looks like slop. Yeah, it's slop. Meanwhile, the counselors are dining on five-star toast and pancakes. That's bullshit! Billy barges in... <laughs> Injustice! <laughs> Billy barges in with the gang and tells Larry that Mike is gone. Larry slams his toast <laughs> and says... Well, if it isn't the little Eagle Scout. They ask about Mike, but Larry tells them to go back to their table. They ask if he's gone home, and Larry says, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> One of the other counselors even asks Larry, you got a bunch of whiners this summer? Oh, that's not Larry's allowed. like, yeah. Like a kid is missing, dude. Yeah. Billy gets serious asking, no, demanding, what happened to Mike, Larry? Yeah. Larry stands up and gets in his face, telling him, Mike's not here, Billy. So I guess maybe he's somewhere else. Satisfied? So weird. Yeah. Billy's not satisfied, but he can tell that he's getting nowhere with this douche, so they go back to their table. Mm-hmm. Colin thinks maybe Mike just went home because his arm was pretty obliterated. <laughs> but Billy smells a conspiracy. Larry claps to get the camper's attention and says, Okay, you guys, get your faces out of your bowls and listen up. Get faces out of your bowls and listen up. Now, Cortland, yeah, yeah. I put in my notes the first time and had to go back and edit it because I swore he said, Get your faces out of your balls. <laughs> and I thought, wow. That's a that's pretty grown up, R.L. Stein. Touche. What but, what goes on at summer camp stays at summer camp. Am I right, Brandon? Get your faces out of your balls, campers. But no. He says faces out of your balls because they love that slop. Yeah, they're just slapping it up like a pig. <laughs> Larry says it's time to play a serious game of baseball. Can't have summer camp without baseball. I learned that Supposedly. from Sleepaway Camp. What about kickball? I don't know. I didn't play kickball's any. Kickball's pretty cool. I didn't play any ball when I was in summer camp. So. Billy doesn't want to just forget about that guy he knew for half an hour and play baseball. But the others are all like, come on, let's go play ball. Let's go, let's go play ball. Did you notice the great framing that Ron Oliver did for this, this scene? With the antlers? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mention it. Go ahead, Cortland. So, Larry, he stands up, and the camera, like, is down in front of him, and it's looking up, and it... The way that Larry's in the frame, he's got these moose antlers that are part of the decorations behind him, and it looks like he is wearing the antlers, and I know that they did that on purpose, and it looked fantastic, yeah. and it is so Ron Oliver. It's It's a good choice. Yeah, it's just... You know that they shot that, and they were like, wait, let's use these sweet antlers. Because <laughs> they're like the only thing that is up on the walls. And yeah. they do it, and it's great, and uh, it is that is the Ron Oliver charm that I'm talking about. Yeah, little details like that add a lot of character to a scene. Because mm -hmm. he's an idiot. <laughs> this Larry guy, we hate him, he's stupid, and now he looks like an idiot too. <laughs> He actually looks really sweet with those antlers, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I don't know where they got those moose antlers, but, like, they work. 
We're on the baseball field now, and it's Billy's turn at bat. He stops to ask Uncle Al what happened to Mike. Al is like, who? What? What's Mike? Billy says, uh, you know, the one who was bitten by that snake. Then Al goes, oh, that Mike. Anyway, let's just play ball. (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Billy just has this look like, am I insane? Yeah. But he's up at bat. Roger throws a baseball really terribly, but it cuts to Billy and the ball flies past him. Mm-hmm. Al calls strike, and Billy stands there like, how the fuck? Yeah, Billy's all like, you call him a strike? That was clearly a ball. I don't know how he thought. No, yeah, that was a strike. It it's a, I'm going to go with Al on this one. You know what? It doesn't impact the story whatsoever. It's just no. <laughs> it's, it's just, just a there. time waster. Like, whatever. Just like we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Roger throws another ball, except this time they cut away before we see him spike it into the ground. We see Billy smack into the ball and it goes flying. Cullen runs toward third base, but Larry tags him out. There's a little argument about the play, but Al calls him safe. Larry says, what? He throws his glove down and kicks it like a little toddler. (laughs) Yeah, no whiners, except for when you're Larry, I guess. Oh, man. He's just such a shit. He has a shit. Then some no-name kid takes his turn at the bat and hits the ball. Colin starts running toward home, and it goes slow motion. So you know shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Larry throws the ball right at Colin, and we hear an, Oh! As his broken (laughs) sunglasses fall to the dirt. Oh, We see his baseball helmet bounce onto the ground, and it has a crater in it like he got hit with a sniper rifle. Yeah, dude, like he got hit with a meteor or something. (laughs) It is dented hard. It's amazing. (laughs) Right at the back, like the base of his skull. Yes, where his brain is. The kids all run up to Colin's seemingly dead body. And Larry looks like he's annoyed that this idiot had the audacity to get assassinated by him. <laughs> Billy yells that Larry hit him right in the head. Right in the dome. And Larry offers up his defense. Saying, your honor, that guy was running on the baseline and the ball just slipped. <laughs> slipped from his hand at Mach 20. Yeah. Uncle Al picks up Colin like it's weekend at Bernie's and tells Billy, Nah, he's all good. Look, just he's put some ice, Just put some ice on his brains and then the both of you have some tents to set up. Yeah, right? You see, tonight is survival night. A big tradition where cabins take turns sleeping in tents. Why? No reason. No, nope. It just, yep sleep in tents and survive and bunk four is up first naturally mm-hmm, of course the one with all of our heroes <laughs> all the important kids you're in this one we got to nighttime where billy is in the tent with colin's corpse he's writing his mandatory letter to his parents telling them that something weird is going on suddenly jay and roger bust into the tent saying they should all go out and break some rules They want to go to the Forbidden Bunk. Billy, not wanting to risk being the number two camper, says no. He'll just stay with Colin. Yeah, who's snuggled up in a sleeping bag right now like a little fucking caterpillar becoming a butterfly. He looks so comfy. He's also concussed. They say, alright, and head out into the night. Yep. Billy lays his head down for two seconds before we hear Sabres roar again, and he pops his head up. He runs out of the tent before running into Jay. Jay says, It got Roger. It tore Roger to pieces. Yes, Roger's now (laughs) torn to pieces. Yes, he's off camera just annihilated. Yeah, he is pieces. (laughs) (laughs) So rest in peace, Big Mouth. You'll be missed. You, You were hilarious. Jay wants to run and get help, but Billy doesn't want to leave Colin behind. The two boys run back to the tent to find Colin awake and wrapped up in his little sleeping bag. (laughs) Yeah, like only his face is peeking out. Yeah, he's like Kenny from South Park. (laughs) Saber's coming. Come on, man. He says, Saber's hungry. They pick Colin up and run him to the cabin. 
while Saber gives chase. Yeah. In the cabin, Colin wiggles his sleeping bag <laughs> under a bed like a little worm. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's pa- I it's love fantastic. it. <laughs> Jay hides under a blanket, and Billy grabs Jay's bat, ready to kick some ass. Yeah. The door suddenly busts open, and we see... To be continued. Boo! <laughs> you know it's going to be a fake-out, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is very clearly a chapter end. It's going to be a fake-out. It's going to be nothing. It's okay. Yep. But that's the end of part one. Yeah. Whew. What a story. This one, this one to me, Cortland, is... Like, this is kind of the one I always think of when I think of the series. Okay. Like, I'm sure most people think of, you know, the... Night of the Living Dummy or whatever, but yeah, I always think of this story, not because it's the best, perhaps, but it was probably the one I saw pretty near at the beginning. Like, it's one of the first ones I saw, and it's probably the one I saw repeated most often. That's kind of weird, considering it's a two-parter. Yeah, but just the story to me and where it goes are very memorable. So you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Okay. Because I am going to say, Brandon, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I don't know where the story's going to go. Like, I have an idea that we're going to meet back up with uh, Dawn uh, over at the girls' camp. And obviously something's fucking going to happen. Like, there's there's a twist. I, I don't know. So. I don't know if the monster's actually good and the camp's counselors are bad. If this is going to be some sort of, like, satanic ritual. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I can say the camp counselors are bad regardless of what their plans or Saber's plans are. True. Yes. They've already shown us that they're horrible people. They're not good at their jobs. I I don't know where the story's going to go, and I'm excited to find out. I don't. Yeah, that's exciting to not know. (laughs) Right. I mean, I don't know if it's going to get me quite like Girl Who Cried Monster did, but I'm not going to look into it until I watch the episode, so... This is going to be a surprise for me. That's cool. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it because I I haven't seen it in quite a long time. Yeah, because, like, I don't think it's going to be werewolves or anything like that yet. Because I know there's, like, the werewolf of Fever Swamp or whatever and My Harriest Adventure. I don't know if that's werewolves or not, but I don't think R.L. Stein's probably written, like, 30 werewolf stories. I don't think he's going to get into werewolves just yet, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Yeah. Me too. Do you think there was any discernible moral from this half of the story? Yeah. Uh, don't neglect children. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you think that neglecting children is a bad thing? Okay, I think, I'm gonna write that, I think one down. that one of the big ones. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. Um, do your research before you send your kids to summer camps. Cause, uh, yeah, read, read pamphlets, people. Yeah, read them they- good. They had the internet back then. I don't know if they had any Yelp reviews or anything. But, I like, don't know. They asked Jeeves and he just didn't know. Word of mouth, I know, was huge for like me going to the summer camp I went to. So, I don't know, man. You gotta do your research before you send your kids off way to summer camp. That's a good moral. Um, I think also, like, even if snakes aren't poisonous, they will make you disappear. So... You still need to be careful, disinfect the wound, and, uh, you know, clean it up, treat it well, otherwise you will die. Also, don't throw balls at people's heads. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, Just try to avoid it if you can. If you do it on accident, just, like, don't throw it um, with the force of a thousand suns. (laughs) It's not a good idea. Yeah. Kill somebody. Unless it slips from your hand, then you can't control it. <laughs> I feel like this episode is all about the morals, man. This is just like what not to do all around. Yeah. Um, like don't fire guns around kids either. Yeah. In their general direction as well. Especially not when it's secretly a fucking hand cannon or something. Yeah. So that's a lot of morals. Yeah, this one um, we've learned a lot from this episode. I've yeah. become a better adult because of it. I think we're all better having watched this. So, next week is Welcome to Camp Nightmare Part 2. Mm-hmm. There's not much to predict about it. 
you have your ideas of what's going to happen, and uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Like I said, definitely Dawn's going to come back, because she was just too prominent for the first three minutes for her not to come back. She was very prominent for someone who I thought, when I was watching it, like, that has to be, like, a producer's daughter or something, because <laughs> she is not very good. No, and you know what? You saving her for part two is, like, kind of confirms that for me, which is fine. No big deal. <laughs> but that's it for this episode. Yeah, right. Gotta wait a whole Tune in week. next week for Welcome to Camp Nightmare Part 2. Part duh. I have been up all night. I cannot wait to go to sleep. I bet. You gotta get that taste of fucking ranch soda out of your mouth mm. still. Yes. I'm going to drink more ranch soda. It's got its hooks in me now, Cortland. Well, I'm going to make my own ranch soda. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be pretty easy. Yeah, ranch plus carbonated water. Just ranch stir plus it with a soda, spoon. done. <laughs> Just stir until the chunks are mostly gone. I'm going to get my fixins or whatever the fuck said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't take it anymore. We've got to go. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Listen up.